Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, we've been in a series for the last several months, actually, on the spiritual gifts. And we've been going through the spiritual gifts one at a time. We've been talking about the role of spiritual gifts in our lives, the role of spiritual gifts in, in our church, uh, the role of spiritual gifts in the world. And there are so many spiritual gifts that we often associate with that concept of spiritual gifts, things that seem a little bit more spiritual, like the gift of prophecy or the gift of faith. Um, things that really resonate with kind of these spiritual words. But when we look at the list of spiritual gifts from the pages of the Bible, we see so many of these other words that seem a little bit more practical, if you will. Tonight we're talking about the gift of helps. There's things like the gift of administration. And one of the things I love about these seemingly more practical gifts is how spiritual they are. It's my hope that, that, as we, that as we focus on these gifts that we may be able to write off as just things we do, that in that process we uncover the depths of the, the power of the Holy Spirit manifested in and through tonight specifically the gift of helps. And as we look at this gift, this is what I want us to be thinking about. This is what I want us to understand uh, about the gift of helps. Those with the gift of helps take hold of God's vision for an initiative, for a person, for the church, and through action thrust us into a new level of effectiveness. And we're going to look at several scriptures tonight that show us this in action from the pages of the Bible. And as we talk about this, maybe you're somebody who says, you know what, I really like to get my hands on things. I really like to bring about really active things as, as I think about vision, as I think about the things that are around me. And so I really want us to say, Lord, tonight, would you instill in us what it means for us to have your vision, your vision about the things around us, about the people around us, about your church, and help us to understand what it means to be people of action, and ultimately help us to understand what it means for us to see the, the, the kingdom of heaven come in a new level of effectiveness. And so as we talk about this tonight, we'll look at several pieces of scripture, but we'll also spend tonight honoring several people in our community who so well embody this concept of the gift of helps. And somebody who is really close to my life and is involved in my life on a regular basis um, and is also so integral to the life of our church is Melissa Marshall, who's one of our elders. Yeah. Um, so over the last several months, um, she's been heading up our tech ministry, but that is just one small role of the big picture that she plays in helping our church move forward and being part of so many integral pieces of what it means for us to be a healthy church. And she so beautifully embodies that, um, but also outside of our church, just some other things that I'm, invo and I'm involved with, she helps me out. So I do this thing called the Creative City Project, and uh, this past week we had a pretty significant grant due uh, that we were applying for. And so we had this big application process. It was due Tuesday at 5 p.m. And all day Tuesday, we're just like both feverishly typing on our computers. And I would type something out and I'd send it to her and she'd put it in the online form and it had to be a certain number of characters. So she would go through and she would edit it and she'd pull out some words and make sure it all fit and still made sense and proof all of my like typing errors and all that stuff. And then as, as we're coming to, to 5, 5 p.m., it's 4.58, and we're finally able to press the submit button. And it was just this thing where I was like sweating on my brow, and I was just thinking like, I could never do this without somebody like Melissa in my life to help me accomplish the things that I feel like God has accomplished or called me to accomplish. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think I, I learned something about the gift of helps when 
I was speaking at um, Canvas, which is a kind of a, a startup collective over at the Church Street Exchange. It was part of the third Thursday event that happens downtown, the big arts event. And uh, I was speaking on the nature of creativity to a bunch of artists there at one of the gallery openings that they were having. And um, Melissa came to that, and afterwards she's like, you know what, we are so engaged in like this, these feverish moments of like typing things, and there's so much stress involved with them, but it's so good for me to remember the vision of what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. And in that, it reminded me of the, the high value of someone with the gift of helps to latch onto a vision um, and, and to, to kind of come around that vision and understand that vision in a really amazing way and then step into helping bring that vision to life. And I'm sure that there are so many people in the room tonight who say, you know, God has given me a passion to understand the bigness of his kingdom, to understand the things that he's doing in and through his church, and to take my hands and to take my body and to take my mind and give all of my energy in the direction of seeing God's vision for the church come to life. And that's what it means for us to understand the gift of helps, to operate in the gift of helps, to be people who see God's vision and put our hands to work in the process of bringing that to life. Another person who's a great example of that in our church is Nathan Hatton, who runs our engagement ministry. You'll hear us talk about things like exposure. Yeah, let's honor these people, sure. Thank you for reminding us of that, Diana. Um, Nathan, who runs our engagement ministry, and uh, about a year and a half ago, he just came to me and he said, you know what, I really see kind of a hole in our church. When new people come in, there's not necessarily a way for them to be engaging in a really like clear way. And so he said, I want to help put together some teams to make sure that happens. I want to put together a philosophy and a vision and a mission for how that could look. And so he started doing that. And Nathan, as he saw God's heart for people and as he sees God's vision for the church, says, this is a really specific way that I feel like God is calling me in to help living out and bringing that vision to life. And we're going to look at a couple passages of Scripture tonight that kind of give us a glimpse into this concept of the gift of helps. The first one is in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. And this is the story where there are the apostles, and they're trying to get stuff together, and they're filling their role of teaching, and they're managing the early church, the first century church. And it's a new thing for everybody, and kind of one thing after another is being heaped on their plate. And eventually it comes to this point where some people feel like they're being neglected, specifically some of the widows and their community there. And so they say, all right, well, what are we supposed to do about this? And in this passage in Acts chapter 6, we see what the disciples do as the result of some people feeling overlooked. And I'll read through this passage and then we're going to go back and kind of look at this one verse at a time and really ask the Lord, what is this teaching us about the gift of helps? It starts here. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing... The Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread, 
the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. And so there's so much in here. We're going to go back and kind of a section at a time uh, kind of open this up. Let's go back to verse 1. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. And what we see here I think is so integral to understanding the gift of help, specifically the heart posture of those with the gift of helps. And it's this, the gift of helps flows from a place of purpose and compassion. It flows from a place of purpose and compassion. We have to be people who are intimately connected to the person of God, to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we know our purpose. And in so doing, as we resonate and understand the heart of God, we move in the gift of helps from a place of compassion. And what we see here is the reality that there were being people, there, there were people who were being overlooked. And God's heart for, for those people was that they would no longer be overlooked. And the disciples' heart resonated with that reality. And so the peop, they said, let's call together some of those people, these people. Let's ask for those with the gift of helps to come in and serve these, place, these people from a place of compassion and purpose. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. And let me just clarify here. For me, when I read this, I sense kind of a belittling of the importance of the work that's going on here. But what we'll see as we move through the rest of this passage, and in fact, what we see from the lives of the people who were engaged in this work, is how important this work was and is. We see a powerful move of God as people respond to the call to take care of these widows in their culture. I was, uh, this past Wednesday, we had something on, um, on our new building at Alden Road, which we hopefully will be moving into very soon, Lord Jesus. We keep praying that prayer. Open the doors. Come on. Uh, but anyway, I was talking to two people who had actually never even been to one of our worship gatherings uh, before. They just found this event online and showed up, which was really awesome. A couple named Amy and Chris, and I got to talking to them for a while. And, and, you know, one of the things that kind of came about in the course of our conversation was the reality of the calling of God on the church. The calling of God for the church is not to create systems that we can take individuals and put them in like cogs in a machine and spit them out the other side all looking exactly the same. God's vision for the church is far too complex and beautiful and wonderful to look so systematized. And one of the things that we were talking about, the three of us on the rooftop last Wednesday, was that God's call for the church is to uncover and help people discover their unique gifting and passion and calling. And there is no way that a staff can do that. There is no way that a small group of leaders can do that. It requires so many people to come into the fold and be people who help accomplish the mission of awakening people to what it truly means to live into the fullness of our lives in the context of following Jesus. And in, in, in that, we see the integral role that people with the gift of helps play and the process of us living out the things that God has called and gifted the church to do and be. Moving on in this passage, brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them 
and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. And so we come to this recognition that the gift of helps necessitates ongoing relationship with God. And as we've talked about so often in the spiritual gift series, is that spiritual gifts are exactly that, spiritual. And when we disconnect from the heartbeat of God, when we disconnect from the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we miss out on living into the fullness of what it means to be people who embody the gift of helps. But when we step into that connectivity with the, with the, with the voice of God, we step into that intimacy with the Father, we come to this place where we recognize that the helper must remain stead, in steadfast relationship with God to know when to say yes and when to say no. It is so easy for the people with the gift of helps to be people who just say yes too much. It's so easy to be somebody who says, you know what, I want to help with this and I want to help with that and I think that's a good thing and I think I could really help with that. But as you and I step into intimacy with God, we begin hearing God's voice in our lives. We, be, we become people who are intimately connected with the voice of the Holy Spirit and allows us, empowers us to be people who say yes at the right time and who say no at the right time. One of the biggest cautions for people with the gift of helps is to be people who are willing to say no to the good things so that we can be people who say yes to the best things that God is calling us into. Stepping into obedience in your life with God may mean saying no to some really good things today because God is preparing you for some really great things tomorrow. And that's why it's a necessity for people with the gift of helps to be intimately connected with the presence of God in their lives. And going on in verse five, this proposal pleased the, the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and then the rest of those names. And then they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And again, going back to the importance of what is happening in this passage, going back to the importance of the calling of each of these people who are listed here, these people which, 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 which scripture says are people who are full of the Holy Spirit and are people who are full of wisdom. The first person who's listed here is a guy named Stephen. And so what we see is the calling of Stephen in Acts chapter 6. The last half of Acts chapter 6 begins talking about Stephen as a man who operates in signs and wonders. Stephen as a man of power. And then in Acts chapter 7, Stephen is arrested and he's taken before the religious leaders. And they cause him to call, they call him to account for the things that he's doing. And Stephen there stands up in front of those relig religious leaders and talks about the power of God moving in and through his life. And ultimately they take Stephen and they take him out of the city and they stone him. And Stephen is known as the first martyr. But what do we see at the beginning of chapter 6? Stephen is called to a work that so many of us might think as spiritless. As so many of us might think as just something that's practical and had to get done. But what do we see about Stephen? 
we see that Stephen is a man who is full of wisdom, who's full of the Holy Spirit, who has been called with purpose, who operates in the supernatural. And in everything that he does and is calling to this role in the gift of helps is empowered by the Holy Spirit such that Stephen is known to us as the first martyr. You can't tell me that the work that Stephen was doing was just simply simply, simply something he could do, have done in his flesh. But rather we see Stephen operating in a deeply supernatural place such that the work that he was doing threatened the religious leaders of his day because it was so powerful. And what do we see? Not only did it have these effects on the religious community of his day, but it had effects on the entire world. Verse 7 says, So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. And this is what I love about what we see in this thing called the gift of helps that we could so easily dismiss as just something that is so operational. We could so easily dismiss it as something that somebody could just do in their own humanity. But what we recognize is that the gift of helps turns the work of the church from potential energy to kinetic energy. It turns the work of the church from potential energy to kinetic energy. And we have this wonderful demonstration of this right here. So we have this, uh, this is Jenny. We've named her, felt like it would feel more personal. And what we have here is we have Jenny on this canvas. We have this plastic out here. We have this beautiful slingshot and we have this colored powder right here. And the thing is Jenny's living a life that's in black and white and she so desperately wants to live a life of color, we just need some people who are gifted to be helpers. And this is what happens. We all see a need, and we all know how it can be filled, but we sit there, and the brave ones among us raise our hands. But really, somebody's just waiting for somebody to stand up and do it. There she is. All right, Jenny is all obviously a redhead. So Diana, can you help us color Jenny's hair? We're, we're aiming at her hair, Diana, all right? With, with the orange powder. Go ahead, pull it back, pull it back. There you go. <laughs> oh, don't miss. Oh, all right. So sometimes there's a learning curve in the gift of helping. Totally fine. Here, hold, hold one hand on top, one hand on bottom, pull it back and just go for it. Get that hair. Orange hair. Okay. Orange dress. Good. All right. Thanks, Diana. We have, we have two more of these. If only there was some more help, you know? All right. See, Jenny is a punk, and so she wants green hair. So we'll go with green hair right here. All right. Green hair. Let's give Ginny some green hair. <laughs> I love Scott. Is, Scott is an encourager. Okay, that's cool. Let's try one more time. All right. Why not? Let's just take some extra time with this. <laughs> green hair. Come on. Green hair. Okay, great. All right. One more. How about some pink shoes? 
And so what we learn is sometimes the process of helping is messy and inaccurate, but hey, there it is. I'm going to give you one more try. Shoes are down here. All right. All right, pink shoes. Let's see it. There it is. All right. So what do we see? When helpers step forward, it turns the work from potential energy to kinetic energy. And of course, we have this silly, ridiculous little example right here. But what like a perfect example it is, right? How many metaphors were we uncovering in the process of that? So many of us see a need and we, we see a problem or we see a hole. And what do we do? Right? We write an email. Like somebody should really take care of that, I think. Like, I noticed this thing, and I really think it's a problem. Or maybe we just kind of, like, run away, and we, like, talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm never going to go back there because, like, they did this really weird thing, and I didn't really understand it, and there was this need, and and I, I just didn't know what to do about it. But what is this beautiful thing about the gift of helps? It's like, in boldness, we see an opportunity, and we step into solving the problem, Right? And I think God gives us the ability to see problems, not so that we can tell somebody about it, but so that we can be people who help become the solution to the problem that God has allowed us to see. And as we embrace the gift of helps, we not only begin seeing things as broken, we begin saying, Lord, what is your vision for that thing? And God opens our eyes in the spiritual realm to see the fullness of how he sees that thing. And from a place of purpose and compassion, we step in and in the gift of helps, we bring those things to life and we help them see their fullness. Rachel uh, Higley, who was just out here helping do all of this stuff, um, she runs our operations ministry. And every Tuesday, she is at a creative meeting with a bunch of other of us, and we talk about all these crazy ideas like, yeah, maybe we should have a big canvas and like a slingshot and like shoot colored powder at the canvas. And she takes all of that talk, and she's like, okay, I understand that, and I understand how it fits, and that seems to make sense. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to get the plastic, and I'm going to get the, uh, the, the canvas, and I'm going to find all the stuff out of coal, your messy garage in the middle of the summer, and I'm going to sweat, but I'm going to make it happen. And, I, and she catches the vision, and she sees how she can step into helping bring all of this stuff to life. Nathan was telling a story on Thursday about our, our Wednesday night gathering last Wednesday. I actually think we have some pictures of it. Um, so we had this big rooftop party over at our Alden space that we'll hopefully be moving into soon. And the Lake, Lake Ivanhoe's in the background and the sunset was really, really beautiful. And a lot of our musicians came out and played and several people grilled. But the reality is like it took a lot of people putting their hands on that thing to make it happen. But Nathan was talking about Rachel this past Thursday and he said, you know what, she was one of the first ones there And she was one of the last ones to leave. And when she left, there were seven bags of trash that she picked up and she put in her car and she took them home to put in the trash can at her house. And and in thinking through all of this, you know, we talk about heaven a lot, but our talk means nothing if it doesn't turn from potential energy to kinetic energy, 
if it's not empowered by the Holy Spirit to move forward. And in Rachel, I think we see this beautiful reality that heaven comes through the hands of the helper. Heaven comes through the hands of the helper. And I love that, that, that picture so much that we talk about heaven and we talk about healing and we talk about goodness and we talk about the calling of the church and we talk about the things that God wants to do in and through us. And there are these people among us that God has gifted with the gift of helps and they take all of that talk and they take all that philosophy and they take all that vision and they say, here are my hands and here are my feet and here is my heart and here is my time. And I'm gonna bring all of that talk about heaven to reality because I believe that God is doing something powerful and that power is revealed through the action of my life. If any of us for a second think that something like the gift of helps is just coming along and just doing something that anybody could do, I just want us to elevate tonight higher than ever people with the gift of helps because they are the people through whom God is revealing the realities of heaven. Yeah, good. And so we're gonna end with this tonight. Acts, um, sorry. Uh, let's see, where are we? Let's just move to this. Mary and Martha, Luke chapter 10. This is a story that a lot of us know. Jesus goes to Martha's house. Mary is there kind of at his feet and Martha is there kind of working away, getting a bunch of stuff done, which is important. Like the Messiah is there, right? And so she's rushing around to get a bunch of stuff done. But I love what we learn about the gift of helps in this story. It says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sisters left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha. Martha. You probably had to say it twice because she was busy. Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or only, indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And this is what I think we learn from this passage. Those with the gift of helps mustn't neglect the invitation to intimacy with God. Helping is never a substitute for intimacy. <laughs> Jen is all about that one, <laughs> right? Like that's the second, I think that's the second thing that people with the gift of helps have to, to look out for the most because they want to help. And sometimes they get so busy helping that they miss the point. Intimacy with God, connection with him. We're the best helper we can be when we're living out the heartbeat of God for us. We're the best helper we can be when the Lord is sustaining us. We're the best helper we can be when we enter into the rest of Jesus on a regular basis. And so it's essential that we be people who never allow helping to be a substitute for intimacy. 
Rather, our helping flows out of the intimate moments we spent with the Father, our connection with Him, His refueling of us, that we would be people who look to Him first and we respond in obedience to Him and we never miss out on sitting at the feet of Jesus because we're too busy doing stuff. This stuff is so important. This stuff is so beautiful. This stuff is an offering to God and God loves the stuff. This stuff is important in revealing the realities of heaven to the world. But we can't reveal the realities of heaven if we haven't encountered heaven. And so we have to be people who step in an intimate place with Jesus, sit at his feet, and allow him to just speak over us. Let's all close our eyes for a moment. And just consider this gift in our lives, the gift of helps. Are you somebody who just kind of has that thing where you love to, to see the vision and then bring it to life by putting your hands to work? Taking that thing that's full of potential and making it kinetic, bringing it to life. Holy Spirit, would you just illuminate in each of our lives right now how it is that you are manifesting the gift of helps? affirm each of those people right now. Those people who have a strong infilling of the gift of helps. Would you just affirm them? Lift them up, God. Show, him, show them how important they are. Show them the great treasure that they are. And for those of you who are really resonating with that gift tonight, you say, you know what, I'm somebody that, that really resonates with that. I feel like the Lord has placed that gift inside of me. Uh, we just want to lay hands on you and pray encouragement and empowerment over you. Um, so we're just going to open up this space right here and just ask you to come. If you feel like tonight you're saying, I'm somebody with the gift of helps, we just want to come, want you to come down here. We want to put our hands on you. We just want to pray encouragement over you. We want to pray a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit over you. We want to pray uh, power over your life. We want to lift you up and honor you. So please don't hesitate. Like, this is a, a good time of just wanting to bless you. So just come on up here. If you're somebody who says, you know what, I love taking that vision and bringing it to life. I love putting my hands to work. I find so much life and energy in that. Huddle in, huddle in. I'm just going to ask others of you to come and we're just going to lay hands on these people tonight and just encourage them and bless them. Get together. It's all right. Get close. If some of you want to come up here so that the people in the front don't get missed, that's good too. And we're just going to leave uh, some time right now for you to just pray blessing over these people. Just pray whatever the Lord would have you pray. If you want to come up here again, there's several people up here who can use some prayer. So. Go ahead and just pray. Pray over these people. Encourage them. Encourage them in the Lord.